Hey, tournament time in Indiana showcases clutch plays and performances that bring communities together. Kind of like an insurance agent that covers all your needs. Travis Brett and Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance is the one agent that can handle everything life throws at you. They offer home, auto, life, farm and crop, business, renter's insurance, as well as other financial products to all Hoosier families. And you know your local agent. Well, if you listen to Birdie's Bourbon and Basketball, you know that's Travis, and he's been part of the Martin County business community for many years, striving to provide his clients with the best coverage for their situation. And don't forget all the local sports and activities he supports in the community, a true community partner. Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance is on a mission to do more than simply provide products and services. Their family is intent on protecting your family. Whatever your financial or insurance needs are, one agent will handle all of what will help you sleep at night knowing you, your family, and your stuff is protected. Call 812-295-3129. See the team at their 304 JFK Avenue location in Lagodi or contact them through their Facebook page. Travis Brett and Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. Well, you have tuned in to another episode of the B3 Podcast. It's going to sound a little bit different this week. Chris and Blake had to take the week off, but I have a, a very fantastic cast of characters in here in studio this week to talk about one heck of a weekend. First, I've got uh, Travis Madison. How are you? I'm good. The How best, are you? The best uh, DJ I know with a doctor <laughs> on his in his title. Amen. The, the best basketball player to play for Jack Butcher and Bruce Pearl, I think, Jeff Doyle. Thanks for having me. Voice of the Vikings, Mike DeCourcy. Hello, Brian. Good to have you. And, of course, the guy that, after all the hype and, and everything, that survived sectional 63, Coach Josh Thompson. Congratulations, first and foremost. Thanks a lot. So let's talk about the big win. I think everybody's got it on their minds. They want to talk about it, all the hype and everything. Jeff, you won the senior faculty game. That's what everybody wants to know about. <laughs> we did. And, uh, you know, I, I talked to the guys this year. Uh, last year we got down 12 points. I came out of retirement this year, by the way. So. <laughs> well, we uh, we, we uh, reworked the deal. You know, it's kind of like a Gronkowski deal, getting them out of retirement. I so I, I thought that was really pivotal. And I gave him the start, you know, and I was yeah, like, I, I, I told him I'm not coming unless I'm not in the starting line. Are I'm you like coming. Gronk? How quickly yeah. did you take your shirt off after did, the victory? I did not do that because <laughs> nobody deserves that. My wife signed on for that, but nobody else. Yeah. So I thought, I thought the key was, uh, we couldn't let the girls shoot, you know, no, no free <laughs> right, shots yeah. to the girls. So, uh, By the way, but our, but some I, of I our guys that I've ever seen anybody as aggressive on a closeout as Jeff Doyle was on Addison Ainsco at the end of the third quarter. About I mean, it. that was absolutely ruthless. If anybody had any doubt that he was taking it seriously, he was taking it seriously. Hey, if you're going to get between the lines, I, I come to win, you know, and I, like I told the guys, uh, playing time's not guaranteed. Right. You know, you know, if we get if we get a lead, you know, you'll get some PT. But you know, we got some guys that, you know, they're just getting out there and uh, you know playing. But if they can't play, you know, I'm not going to guarantee minutes yeah. for them. There you go. Well, it was quite a victory. And, and Deco, uh, rave reviews for, for you and, and Mr. Emmons' broadcast. I told, I told Samuel, I said, next year we're taking this show on the road with, <laughs> with, uh, with Liv coming to high school. I said, anytime you want to jump on with me, you can. But, no, he, 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 we recorded one heck of a promo where he did some trash talking, um, you know, 
I think he called these guys grown men past their primes who want to, um, you know, beat up on girls. And <laughs> I thought that was probably kind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And, and dudes, he put it in parentheses, and you know, I th- and Doyle's college highlights in the background. It was it was one of our best episodes. I thought one of the the greatest uh, lines that I heard him say was, um, "Boy, there's a lot of knee braces." There. <laughs> 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 well, let's get to the serious stuff, uh, Coach. First, again, congratulations. You, you won without a doubt the best sectional in the state of Indiana in, in maybe any class, definitely in in one A. Um, you had some adversity leading up to it. Could you talk about that? I know it was kind of a, a the walking wounded there for a while, it seemed like. Yeah, Devin Graber um, definitely was in the walking wounded category. Uh, had a really bad ankle sprain on Friday uh, at Bloomfield uh, the week before the sectional. And it, the, the worst part about it was on Saturday when Nate, our trainer, who did a – he's done a phenomenal job stepping in for Scott. Scott yeah. Scott, Scott did a great job for us for a while. and carried the girls through volleyball season but Nate set up kind of a timeline and protocols and different things he wanted Devin to do with his exercises and rehab and Devin followed him to a T yeah but on that Saturday uh, what concerned me was that that he told uh, Devin and I that it wasn't just you know the outside of the ankle that there was a ligament he was concerned on on the inside and that takes a lot longer to heal yeah Nate told me he goes I, he goes he's out of practice um and definitely won't play Tuesday night. You might get him back for practice on Thursday, and hopefully he's ready to go on Friday. And, um, you know, we played two really good basketball teams on Friday and Saturday, but they're just different beasts. And I told Nate, I said, he's way more important to us on Saturday night than he is Friday night, just with with the makeup of our opponents. And um, we were really blessed there with the draw, um, with those opponents being laid out. Because if it would have been Lagodi Friday, North Davies Saturday, it would have been a different story with Devin. And we were able to hold him out Friday night, get through Friday night uh, without having to play him. And, man, that kid showed up big Yeah, time, he did, big for time. sure. And couldn't so, be more happier for and, a kid. And, and so you had some you had some kids sick Friday yeah, night had, or all weekend, really. Yeah, we had, we had a guy, Kurt Hope had a stomach bug, 24-hour stomach bug uh, on uh, – it was Thursday. And, uh, yeah, he, he was – he could have came back to practice, but Thursday was really more of a review day. Yeah. So we just talked about how I felt like it was better for him to go home and rest than to be there at practice on, on Thursday. And, um, you know, I told our kids before practice on Thursday, I said, listen, I said, Kurt's playing tomorrow night. Yeah. I said, right. you know, whether well, he's got to limp into it or not, he's playing. Yeah. And I think it showed a little bit, but also North Davies, I thought, did a really good job defensively on him being real physical with him. Um, but, uh, yeah, kids really gutted things out. Yeah. What was like you guys in the booth watching, especially that second half of, of Friday night's game against well, North Davis? Yeah, knowing everything that was kind of going on behind the scenes and, you know, kind of everything that we're doing. And, and every team at this time of year, you got kids who are banged up. you got kids who are under the weather. I mean, it's not a unique situation. It just seems like, you know, a couple of years in a row, some of these things have <clears throat> happened at, at, at the worst time. But, yeah. But you know the second half when we when we had that double figure lead and I, I just kind of felt like you know we're going to have to hang on here I don't, I don't know why I, I felt that way I just 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 seeing what was on the floor um, you know and you know I always call him Coach Doyle on the radio but you know Coach Doyle kind of you know he sees things happen in the second in the in the first quarter and he, and he just says you know just remember that play just remember you know yeah and I think we had three three point plays. Uh, 
that were basically waved off, called on the floor, and then one of them was an and one for Bryson where they called an offensive foul on Kurt. So just three like really pivotal, you know, moments where we don't score on the inbounds, and then we, you know, we didn't get a chance to come and and just little things like that, and and you know, and and you know, I think coach would tell you. We did not close quarters well, and and you just you just see little things. We like had a, that. we had a justifiable homicide at the end of the first first half. <laughs> so. But you know, but you see things like that, and and uh, you know, it's it's no surprise. I mean, they won they won nineteen games. Yeah, and they had three turnovers. Right, they're they're a really good basketball. Yeah, team. absolutely. Hey, if you're looking for a great place to go celebrate another Viking victory, or you just need a night out to have a drink and dinner. No better place than Redbones Bar and Grill. If you want to call in your order, 812-486-2663. Steaks, chops, some of the best burgers around at Redbones Bar and Grill, where the good times roll. Yeah, and I would say, you know, North Davies had that mojo coming in, and we came out and we took them out of uh, what they wanted to do. But the one thing that Coach Dalrymple is so good about, and uh, Coach Thompson alluded to to it is the, the end of our first half, you know, where we definitely should be going up 13. Instead, we go up 10, mm-hmm. and Brent's going in there telling his guys, we're playing terrible, and we're only down 10. And he is such a good motivator. Right. And you could just see that. And I think our kids, too, you know, we came out, and we did some good things to start the second half. But, you know, they got a couple strips of us. You know, Kirk got the ball down low. Maybe there was contact. Maybe there wasn't. But, you know, they do a good job down low. And then it just started to become more of a grind and grind. And I think our kids were looking at the scoreboard knowing, gosh, we should be up more than seven, right. eight points or ten points. You know, this should be a 15, 16-point game, and it wasn't. And then you get Jalen Mullen going, and just, he he's, took, just took over. And, and you just see how good he is. And, you know, just being a sophomore, he, he just took over the game. And thing is, he was being guarded by a very good player. Bryson yep. Graber is a good defender. So Jalen was making tough shots. And, he, you know, he just kind of willed him in. The way North Davies came in shooting, you know, we had to honor that. And, you know, Jalen just kept on, you know, getting down the lane. And, uh, you know, that lead just started to matriculate, you know, it got a little bit closer. And then when you're the favorite, you know, you can you start watching that clock. Yeah, and, yep. and, and you see that score getting – and it's just – Get a little tighter. Yeah, it yeah. does. And and to our credit, though, Jamison Miller was huge. Oh. He hit four huge free throws at the end of that game. Yeah. And then Bryson's uh, – Second, you know, he missed the first free throw, hit the second free throw to put us up two with what 12, 14 seconds to go. But if it's only a one point game, Jalen Mullen, he knows exactly what he's doing. Right. He's he's driving. Yeah. Jalen won the shoot a step by step back three. Yeah. And Bryson did a good job of covering him. Covered then it. then Jalen made his move, made a good move, and just uh, didn't get it to go. And uh, but if they're if they're only down one, he's he knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah. He's going to the hole. Right. Probably looking to get contact or get the shot and. Mm-hmm. I was talking to these guys. I, I I had the pleasure of coaching AJ Graves at at White River Valley when I Probably, was there. Probably, I think the fastest high school player baseline to baseline dribbling a basketball I've ever seen. Yeah, and he was one that was was and I and I'm and again I'm not putting that on Jalen to say he's AJ Graves, but Jalen has always been somebody that wants to facilitate and not necessarily be the one taking the basketball like he did in that second half. Yeah, but I think the lead that we got and and the the way the game was being played. That's pretty much what it turned into. Yeah. And I know that A.J. was a much more difficult player to guard whenever he took that mindset. And right. He didn't very often, but when he did, I mean, you weren't stopping it. Yeah. And that's who I – I mean, I, when I was watching that game, I just had – I had flashbacks to when I – you know, it's been a few years ago, obviously, but um, got a chance to obviously watch him grow up and coached him all the way up uh, up until his junior year. But 
um, was really reminiscent because he was always somebody that was re- rather get everybody else involved, but yet when the time came and he needed to, um, he could pretty much do whatever he wanted to do, regardless of who was guarding him or why. And I remember playing Washington with AJ would have been his um, his sophomore year, and Luke Zeller was playing for Washington. Drew Stryker. I mean, they had two Division One athletes, yeah. and they were coming out, and Dave was trying to trap him and force him into situations, and he set a gym record that night his uncle had for years and uh. put him in a position where he was on the attack mode, and, mm. and uh, he was unstoppable. But, yeah, I mean, it, you've got to give credit to, to – and, again, just I think the way the game went on, I mean, it put him in a position to where he was going to yeah. have, have it on his hand, and, and uh, you know, he's, he's going to be tough to handle. Well, we, t- we talked about it in, in the sectional preview show that, you know, and it's one of the questions I asked Dow, I mean – Knowing his basketball IQ, you could watch him some games. He knew he didn't have to score, and he wanted to just distribute. And then when it was time, he, yeah. he could score. The second half reminded me a lot of another second half in that gym a couple years ago when Gabe Gladys just went off on mm-hmm. Blackhawk, which is one of the great second halves yeah. I've, <laughs> I've ever seen. If you're looking for great Mexican food, there's no better place than Casa Sevilla in Odin, 100 Northwest Street. Got a fantastic menu with wings and appetizers, salads. You can order all your Mexican favorites, even desserts, burgers, steak. What a menu. And don't forget those great big margaritas. That's Casa Sevilla in Odin, 812-636-2000, and it's the house with flavor. What'd you talk about, Coach, to them at halftime, knowing that North Davis was down, but they're still in the game shooting, what, Mike, high 20%? Yeah, I, think, I, I think they were 25% yeah, of the time. Yeah, like yeah. Well, we just talked about how we needed to continue what we were doing in the first half. I mean, outside of taking a bad shot with 16 seconds to go and giving them, giving them an opportunity uh, to score and get that A and one with .9, uh, we'd only given up eight points mm-hmm. in, in the first half. So yeah. we needed to continue what we were doing defensively. Uh, but like, you know, Jeff and, and Doc talked about, um, down the stretch in the fourth quarter when Jalen started to take over the game. In one of our timeouts, we talked about how we wanted to make an adjustment defensively in the gaps. You know, game plan going in was to force Jalen to have to make tough shots. Yeah. Well, we weren't offering a lot of help off of those shooters. And uh, we wanted to make that adjustment and get over in the gaps and force him to make passes to guys that really in that situation weren't as – you know, up to the task of yeah. stepping up to make right. shots sure. as Jalen was. And that's kind of a tough switch in the middle of a game. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and, and offensively, um, I thought we were getting the ball into Kurt like we wanted to, even though they were doing a really good job of rooting him out, um, bringing guys underneath once he got it. You know, like Jeff talked about, them getting some strips. I thought Darren Loniger did a great job mm-hmm. coming underneath and getting some strips on him. So, you know, we got it where we wanted. But then with about six minutes to go in the, in the game, you know, we wanted to be – continue to be aggressive, spread yeah. the floor. And we, we weren't moving. We weren't getting moving uh, movement. We were standing, and Bryson was doing a lot of keeping the basketball in his hands. Uh-huh. And that was a big point of emphasis on Saturday, uh, was changing up how we were spreading the floor. Getting moving. And getting that ball moving more. Yeah. And that's one of the things we didn't do a very good job of in the fourth quarter. But going back to that weekend, and I know we talked about this on the podcast when we had Dow and we had Ryan here, you know, and everybody talked about how big that weekend was where we played Ligoti and right. played North right. Davies. I think that was the best thing that ever happened to our team because we started spending a lot of time in practice going over the last two minutes and 30 seconds of games. 
And, you know, our guys going into that weekend were thinking, well, we're supposed to beat Ligoti by X amount. And we're supposed to beat North Davies by X amount. Yeah. And they're not playing with the Wilsons. And I had Bryson and Kurt brought those guys into my office after that North Davies game and just asked them some questions about where we were at and moving forward, what they, they felt like as seniors, what we needed to do. And they both were very open about how they felt like the team was putting a lot of pressure on themselves to live up to these spreads that right. were getting put out there. Because you, well, you guys scored eight points in the second half yeah. in the game, right? Yeah. yeah. And and part of that was self-inflicted. Sure. You know, yeah. turning the ball over and not finishing at the rim and not making free throws. But um, And I told them, I said, guys, I said, we, we can't have that mindset. You know, all we got to do is care about winning by one. Yeah. And so I really felt like that was maybe the best thing that ever happened to our team because, um, you know, from that point forward, that's – that's what it's been about. Yeah. We didn't care if we won by one or by 50 on Friday night. I didn't care if we won by one or 18 last night. Uh, it was just getting the job done. And I think that also takes pressure off of kids when, when you have that mindset. Yeah, yeah for sure. Can, Dico, could you imagine Jalen Mullen was on this team? How ridiculous would this be? I, 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 try, I try not to think about <laughs> from time to time. But, uh, no, and, that, and that's the unique thing about it is, is these – kids knew each other's tendencies sure. so well and and it you know it's nice it's it's fun at Bar Eve to go man well what if what if Jalen was here well you know Lagoni could say that too sure yeah um but I you know I I think him being here won the game for yeah. us and I'm going to tell you why because talking to Jalen after the game he said I was setting up for that step back I was going to try to win the game and he said and I played and I practiced with Bryson he so knew much yeah. for the last ten years. He knew he it. knew he knew everything I was going to do, and he said, I, and I and I knew I had to go. Yeah. And he and he said I knew there'd be contact. I knew I was probably going to get fouled. I probably wasn't going to get called. You know, I, I I knew that that's just that's that's just how the games play. Stuff and, like and, that and, makes this podcast fun when yeah. people get to hear stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, and to that point, you know, Bryson practicing and playing against Jalen. Uh, all these years definitely helped in that situation. But then I got to give my assistant coaches a lot of credit because throughout the week in practice, we had talked about, hey, if it's a last second situation like Travis talks about, if they're down one, he's going to the rim and he's yeah. either going to yep. score it or he's going to try to draw contact and he's a 90% free throw shooter. So he's probably going to win the game at the free throw line. Yeah. But we also talked about, hey, if we're up two and Jalen's got the ball, do not let him shoot a three and beat you. Because, you know, I just feel like if you're in that situation and you're the better team, you got a good chance to win in overtime. Yeah. But if you're the team that's not supposed to win, you should go for the win there. Yeah. And that's like Mike's talking about. Jalen was trying to get that step back and go for the win. Did they have a timeout before that? Um, they didn't, no, right? They, yeah, they, yeah, did they just came yeah. right down. Yeah. yeah. And so, that's really the way to play that out. I mean, yeah. Brent and those guys played that out the way you should play it out. How much – before we move on to the little goatee game – we talked about it. How much fun is he having coaching this team, Dow? I oh, mean, my goodness. Yeah, it, he, he's reinvigorated. And, and those guys are hurting. I mean, you know, Jeff and I, we got there early to set up last night, about an hour and a half before the game. And, you know, we talked to uh, to John and uh, Brent for a long time. And, 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 and those guys are somber. But they understand what the next two years are, are, are going to look sure, like. Sure, sure. Um, but, you know, I, I just – I think it's a group of kids that – he feels like he can coach his way. They're 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 very coachable. You can get into them. Yeah. Uh, but he's very passionate and um, and uh, you know 
you know, talking to Jalen, I said, you know, th- this should hurt. Yeah. You need to let it hurt. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. So Saturday morning, I'm sure with a little bit of sickness running around, you're a little nervous making those first initial contacts Saturday morning? Or Well, I reached out to Kurt and, uh, you know, reached out to Devin and checked in on those guys. And when those guys told me that they were good to go, I, I thought Feel, we're, yeah. we're in a good spot. And Mike had even asked me, he said, how much closer to being a 10 out of 10 health-wise are we? And I said, we're at a 9.5 going in. And yeah, yeah I've, I definitely felt Well, good. you texted me the same thing. I said, yeah. good luck. You said, I feel a lot better today than we than yeah. did yesterday. Uh, Jeff, did that go Saturday night how you thought it would? <laughs> I, I know you're the, you're the guy that can plan all this out. He's the biggest pessimist ever. I, I, <laughs> you know, if you know Mr. Roy at school, between Mr. Roy and, and Mr. Doyle, I, there's not a lot of days with sunshine. I almost had to get on the Pike County black market and find Doyle some Xanax. He was, <laughs> he was out of control. But, but I want to tell you, I, I wasn't the only one like that. But I, <laughs> my problem is I give teams – when they're on the other other side and they're the ones competing against uh-huh. me, I give He's them, Ron McBride <laughs> and Lou, Ron McBride Lou Holtz combination. Really? I, I give them way too much credit. And suddenly they're the globetrotters. Yes, yeah. and uh, and I think somebody said it best. It, it wasn't like you know we were building them up that they were the '86 Celtics or '85 Celtics, and I may have said uh, that and they are. You know, I think that's just how I am. I, I'm I'm going into a game just you know because I I want to win. And I, I never want to undersell an opponent. And Ligoti has been playing so oh, well. I mean, yeah. and, and just not winning, just but winning annihilating by people. Yeah. And, and, and then you see that they played us to a three-point game at our, our place. And so and they've got seniors. And I, and I, and I always play the emotion card, too, mm-hmm. that uh, a team that, that hasn't won a sectional and you, you've got some seniors and how bad they want to win yep. and – uh, and sometimes that can that can either help you or sometimes that can hurt you because you can want it so bad that sometimes right. you don't allow yourself to play good. Yep, yep. But um, I just think we, our guys, we have tremendous talent. But sometimes uh, I don't give, and I get, I know we're good. But sometimes I just give the opponents. That's just how I'm going to yeah, be. So I, I went back and forth from thinking, okay, we're we're really good to be. Oh no, we're 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 in trouble because yeah. you know you watched the Orleans game and they were they were lights they out and they, out. It, yeah. it was an, it was impressive and uh, what I really liked about this Ligoti team was their their ball movement and it looked so good. But the one thing that we did and credit to Coach Thompson and the staff is. Um, our defensive game plan. We knew what they were going to do and their sets, and and we had bigger guys to guard them too. You know, Orleans. You know, the, you know they weren't as, as big as us. And, and you, you get a Hagen Nep, and and even though uh, Peyton Bledsoe had a heck of a game, he had to work for every one right. of those. And then you get a, a Bryson Graber, who's a really good defender. You know, and then you get a Kurt Hof, who's down low, and he can limit a Silas Bauer. You know, we've got a really good, right. as good as we are, I think offensively. I think we're better defensively. I think that's what makes yeah. us go. Yep. Yeah. What's you've had to make. Travis, you had to make tons of tough, tough decisions in, in all this COVID. How great was it to be in an atmosphere like that finally again oh, it was, as watching a game? It was a lot of fun, and and uh, I'll be the opposite of Jeff. I really felt like we were we were primed for a good night. Mm-hmm. I really felt like uh, – and, again, I – You want to tell, tell the story as to why you felt – Well, I'll, I'll go into that in a minute. Okay. There's <laughs> a little bit of – but we uh, – I, I really felt like it was going to be – I'm not going to say a carbon copy of last year's sectional final because I felt like it was much the same way. I just felt like that – Matchups, I mean, and Jeff alluded to it. I just felt like that our kids were due, and and even though we we did win that game last year, I just felt like we were going to see a similar type of 
of uh, not not the start that I wanted. We obviously last year got off to a better start, but I just felt like that. Uh, I don't know. I, I I just felt good about it. I felt more nervous Friday night than Saturday night. Yeah. I don't know why. Can't really explain it. Both are both those teams were incredibly good, and obviously we saw the. The, the scores around us three all year long. So there wasn't anything but just, just yeah. felt good going into the game. I know my brother and I argued yesterday afternoon because he thought he thought kind of the same thing Jeff did. Those kids are, are due, yeah. so to speak. I'm gotcha. saying, I'm due, schmoo is what yeah. I told him. I said, <laughs> so Ty and I disagreed a little bit on that. I said, I know, I think, I, think, I think we've got some unfinished business from last year. And I know that's the two different teams, but still, I just, uh, I've been very, I've been very proud of this, uh, the underclassmen film, but this senior group, I, I think, um, and, I, and I'll probably I'll probably ask Coach Thompson if I can talk to him a little bit this week. I, I kind of look at them. I was able to play with seven guys uh, my senior year, and then we had um, just a little sophomore that played with us a little bit too. Um, he, he contributed a little bit to that team that we had. Um, but uh, and they're just they're 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 good pieces. But just the way they get, and of course I got an inside track because my daughter's grown up with a lot of those kids, so I yeah. know how they operate and have been around them a lot. But um, the, the unselfishness and the really just the way that they approach things and. Sometimes you could say, well, they don't take things serious enough for this, that, and the other, but I just think they have a good perspective. Yeah. And uh, But really the key to the victory was on the way to the game last night. And Mike and I rode to a game in 2013, very similar to what I felt like this one was. And and Eddie Money, I want to go back, came on the radio on St. Mary's Road, and I told Mike, I said, this this, this baby's over. We're, we're taking yeah. it. Last night we're on I-69 with my wife and Graham in the car, and we're driving up to the game. And, and the 87 countdown comes on. On the 80s on 8 Sirius XM satellite I was real, station. I was really good in 87. And, and really, wanna, really and that song, good. That song pops on, and I got to the game, and I texted these guys. I said, hey, just FYI, here's what was on the radio. Yeah. I'm thinking 2013. I'm thinking 2013 again. We're, we're taking it home tonight. So, yeah, it's uh, just like Eddie Money and, and Ronnie likes to it, say, it, you know. So Is that is that Eddie Money's best song, Mike DeCourcy? It's my favorite Eddie Money song. Two Tickets to Paradise, maybe? No, Endless Nights. It's an under, that's, that's Doyle. That's kind of an underrated okay. classic Doyle likes I to play. I don't want any. <laughs> if you had Doyle's iPod right now, Emmons, you would murder him. You would, you would kill him. <laughs> no, we could dedicate a whole A lot of air supply, to, Richard to, Marks. Well, nothing wrong with any of those. No, no. No. Jeff and well, I have very similar music tastes. No, I'm not going to make well, fun of Well, hang on. You've drug him along. But but over the years, you know, I, our friend Nathan Lester, you know, grabbed his iPod one time, and, you you know, you had Tina Turner, and you had, I mean, you, you Simply had, the best. You, uh, Sally and I's. Uh, private for, dancer album's yeah, really good. Sally's and I's uh, first song, the, our first song at our wedding reception was Donny Osmond's Soldier of Love. So, you know. <laughs> I did DJ that night, by the way. <laughs> I was the, I was the guest DJ at the at the reception over there at Aces in Washington and and as they were eating cake I played that song and that was their first song and Jeff's sister came over and said what is this <laughs> <laughs> at least it wasn't Donny Osmond's puppy love yeah I said that this was, is a, I said this is a story this is a there's a good story behind this song yeah I can't believe Jeff hadn't told you that and you but. can catch that story on last week's episode of Doyle's Wise Words hosted by Sam Emmons <laughs> there you go Bari Media page so go back in the archives of that yeah. yeah. So, okay, enough of this nonsense, Coach. Let's get back to you. Uh, where are you between Doyle, we're getting beat by 20, and, and Dr. Madison, we're winning by 20? Where are you? Well, you know, to be honest, I don't ever really think about, uh, man, we've got this in the bag, or this is going to be really tough, and we're probably not going to come out on top. I mean, yeah. I just never really – I just always get caught up in – As it comes, yeah, you're dealing with Yeah, I just get caught it. up in it, you know, watching film and – trying to figure out what I can take away from the other team and give our guys a, an advantage. And then when it comes game time, then I just start thinking about making adjustments. Yeah. And I know that may sound like coach speak, but that's just the way I get. I just I, I get tuned into that. Um, but I felt 
pretty positive about going into tomorrow or last night's game because I felt like our big three were better than their big three. My one concern was how well our four, five, six, and potentially seven would be against yeah. their four, five, six. Gotcha. Well, our big three not only played better than their big three collectively, but then our four through seven just completely yeah. imploded them right. in, in those spots. And, and you know, Devin Graber was huge in that aspect. But, you know, Jamison Miller handled the ball against their press. He had a hell of a weekend. Their, and, and their press, I mean, he was huge for us handling the basketball. And, and that's really where I feel like the difference, right. the 18-point difference was made up there in those guys. Did they do anything to shock you as, as they came out of the gate? No. Yeah, I mean, you, were ready you know, you, we, were, we were ready for them to come out and hold it and run their clock, you know, run their three-out stuff. Right. Uh, we were ready for that. We were ready for them to run a high extended 2-3 zone, kind of like North Davies had done with the 2-1-2 two two the yep. night before. They had shown that at times. Um, you know, they tried to trap us in the half court with a 1-2-2. Two two. We had worked on that throughout the week. And, you know, but I also don't think we really surprised them with anything. Well, I, I was going to say yeah. that. We, we've talked about the huddle and, and the tools yeah. that all the coaches have now. It's harder now to really come out and surprise yeah, somebody, and, right? And, and that's the thing. You know, you go back to Friday night's game and Saturday night's game. I mean, nobody knows you better than your rivals and your neighbors. Yep. And so, again, that's why these two games were really tough. And yeah. That's why we knew the sectional would be really tough. But another thing that I also felt comfortable about going into the game was we have a lot of kids that have played in a lot of big games. For sure. And so Mike said this after the game, that he's never felt so good about a one-point halftime lead. I mean, that's the way I felt going in at halftime because we were 0 for 5 from the free throw line. Ligoti's 5 of 6 from the three-point line, but three of those were on busted coverage on dribble handoffs. We, we misplayed it the way we had talked about playing it for the last two and a half weeks. And we get, and, and Bledsoe made some unbelievable shots yeah. um, there to get going. But, you know, I felt good at halftime that, that we were going to continue to get the stuff that we wanted. Yeah. Um, you know, and then we also booted one at the end of the first quarter that we probably should have got a layup or a dunk on. So I, I felt felt pretty good about where we were at. And then here comes Devin. And then and the kids <laughs> just took care of business in the uh, second half. Yeah, that's awesome. So let's move on to uh, to this week. Um, Trinity Lutheran, a couple games under five hundred. Yeah, I think they're twelve and thirteen. Yeah. Um, was looking at some stuff, doing some research on them this morning on Max Preps. They got three guys that are scoring in double figures. They've got one guy that's Averaging 17 and a half. Um, they'll mix things up. They primarily play man, but they do mix in a little bit of zone. Uh, their biggest guy is 6'4", so we may see some zone. Yeah. Uh, but then again, you know, if they they can get into us and, uh, you know, really uh, and get some help from the low side on uh, Kurt like North Davies was able to do, then they may try to man us. Mm -hmm. um, I hope they zone us as well yeah. as we shoot it. Right. But, uh, you know, we, we thought we would see more of that on Friday night. We didn't. Um, but we'll, we'll be ready for whatever where, teams have to throw Where us. are they? Where's that school? They're out of Seymour. Okay, Lutheran Seymour. School okay, there in Seymour. Yeah. Um, and we, whenever I was coaching at Springs Valley, they were in our sectional at that time, and um, so we, we played them, and they've had a couple different coaching changes since then. But uh, I've only, you know, been able to watch maybe about a half of, gotcha. of them playing and against Brownstown. Been we, a really good volleyball power. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, that's what yeah. – yeah, for sure. So do you – do you dive into that tonight, or do you are you resting today oh, and, no. and going into I mean, it tomorrow? I've been doing a lot of research on them this morning, and and spent a lot of time gathering up the film, sending gotcha. out the requests on Huddle. Um, 
we had baseball practice. My little guy had baseball <laughs> practice today, so that kind of cut into my afternoon. But I'll be watching some Trinity film. And usually going into the regional, I kind of take the opponent that we're playing that morning, and then my assistants divide up the other teams. Uh, we got Craig and, uh, and Eric on Lanesville, and then uh, Coach Scott and Trey are on Evansville yeah. Day. And, of course, Evansville Day's got the Myers kid that's yeah. averaging about 25 a game. And Lanesville's not got a lot of size. Um, I saw them play Rock Creek in preparation to play Rock Creek. Rock mm -hmm. Creek beat them by one. Typical Lanesville team, play extremely yeah. hard. They want to play really fast, and they'll mix up their defense, um, get into you in the full court, but then they'll also drop back and pack in a zone at times. Yeah. So. While we brought that up, I want to say hello to the Wilsey family in Evansville because I got a text from Mandy Cunningham Wilsey that's one of the best basketball players you'll ever see uh, from my high school, and her husband Gary's the coach, and, and they've got kids that play, and they said, we're, we're going to be listening to see what you guys say. So, hello to the Wilsey family. And, well, we're, and, uh, we're, we're, Jeff is more, he's, he's you know, he's he's a little more politically correct on air, but when, when Travis and I get together, it's, you know. It's, a good, it's really not a good combination. It's not a great combination. <laughs> How we're still, like, em, employed, yeah. allowed to work together by, by you know, by both Dwayne and, you know, yeah. Barry Community Schools is probably an upset. So what do you guys think going into, uh, before we wrap up, going into the regional as, as uh, the guys in the know? I like the way uh, the draw's shaped up, get to play the first game. Um, <clears throat> our guys, uh, we've, over the last 15 years, our, our record at Jack Butcher is uh, outstanding. Yeah. And it's just, it's usually a gym that we shoot well in. Gotcha. And – I think being seven miles away, that is so huge. Sure. Because if you do win that first game, we come home, uh, get a quick meal. The kids go home, get a you know sleep in their own beds, do whatever they need to do, get off their feet, come back in for a, a walkthrough. The other teams, they're going to a hotel. Whoever wins right, another game, right. you know. Of course, you, we got to take care of business and win that first sure, game, but it, it, it sets up, and that's we just that, hope they're that, like Neil Coyle and doing cannonballs at the hotel in between games. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Um, and and I do want to say I, I I gripe about this all the time. So while Jeff's here, I'm going to say I I don't know why we have to play our golf sectional in the condition that Vincent's golf course is in last year, but yet you can have a sectional and a regional in the same gym in basketball because they've it's what they always say you can't have that course the sectional regional on the same golf course, but you can do it in basketball. So you can go, go to work on that. There you go. Use your influence. I'm calling, I'm, I'm, I'm calling Chris Kaufman tomorrow just for you, Brian. There you go. Thank you. I appreciate well, you know, that. You, you had talked, Brian, about um, Coach Butcher earlier, and I know he was a big proponent all the time of a huge advantage in the one-day tournament if you can play the first game. Oh, yeah. And, and, you know, it gets you off your feet quicker, uh, gets your kids to their meal quicker. Mm -hmm. um, and then the fact that we're only playing seven miles away, like Jeff said, yeah. I think is really a big advantage. But it still boils down to, yeah, we're the favorite going in. We've got a lot of advantages. But, um, you know, all these teams, I've had people ask me, how good's Trinity? How good's Evansville Day? They all won sectionals. Yeah, absolutely. They're all champions. Yeah, they all, champions. Yeah, They're they all, champions. all won sectionals. Yeah, for sure. Deco, wrap us up, man. You're you're the voice of the Vikings. Continue to do that. Yeah, no, it's a uh, it, it's a fun time, and and uh, you know I, I remember um, as we kind of started making our volleyball run, Josh and I were talking one night, and he said that you know the good thing about sports is when when you go on these little runs, it just makes the year go go by so much faster. It's so much more enjoyable. The hallways, the classes, 
And, you know, I remember signing off at the state finals, and I said, the best part about this, Josh, of course, we didn't know what was around the corner. I said, but in 17 days, we're at the hatching house. Yeah, right. And, you know, so so we go right into basketball, and, and, and hopefully we go on our little run here, and then bang, we're at spring break, and then yeah. we're into spring sports, and it's just, it just makes you so much better. It's the, it's a lighter atmosphere. It's it's a, it's a I think Jeff can attest, and I'm, and I'm going to, Give a lot of credit, first of all, to uh, to our super or not to our superintendent, to our athletic director Aaron Ash. Yeah, we're not going to give. We're not going to. Yeah, no, not not the superintendent, (laughs) but because you know he's had to deal with all of these, you know, these reschedulings, and I mean, it's just it's just been been like spring spring sports. It's been like spring sports all winter. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And he's typically he's always been a guy that's been on the radio. He's been in our rotation, Mm -hmm. and this year, you know, I've just kind of left him alone because even on game days where you're dealing with tickets and you're dealing with that, and you're you know. I don't very rarely did he get to sit down and and and, and really enjoy it. Yeah, this. Um, for sure. But no, I just, I just think it's made the year. These runs just 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 make the year special, and and, and hopefully we can we can keep it going. You and Jeff again in the booth you next week. Awesome. We well, you, you got ticket information off the top of your head, or or it'll be out there on social media. Yeah, it'll be stuff. on social media. We okay. have our. Um, Meeting regional meeting tomorrow at twelve, so I would imagine tickets will go on sale Tuesday. But we'll have yeah. that information okay. out tomorrow. Yep, sounds good. Tailgate party Saturday morning, seven thirty, Barry Transportation Center. Tell us about the menu and the and the sausages are already ordered from Kennelberg Processed right. Plant. Donuts, milk, juice, drinks. We're kind of ch- we're switching it up. We had the plant actually ready for last year before everything hit, um, but we've got a, that new building down there that's about seven thousand square feet. Got heat. And nice. uh, all all the amenities that we will, will need, and, and the DJ so the DJ doctor will, will be spinning. DJ the tunes? doctor will have some tunes spinning, all taking right. requests as long as they're acceptable. So. <laughs> well, well, last time not only did he have you know take requests, but he also had trivia in between songs. Yeah, we did. We had some trivia and some prizes to give away. We'll see how the week the weekend folds. The, the party so. continues uh, yes. on the big ship for yes. sure. Coach, I know you're busy. Thank you so much for coming in. Hey, you, you've given us a lot of time on this podcast, and I truly appreciate it. Deco, Jeff. Dr. Madison, thank you so much. You guys are awesome for uh, giving us your time in a very, very busy week. So we will leave you at that. We'll be right back after a break from our sponsor. Well, I've been saying it for a long time, but I think it's actually true this time that spring is right around the corner and there's no place like Country Oaks Golf Club in Montgomery to play your golf. 812-486-3300 for your tee time. The driving range is open so you can get some work in. And uh, as we record this on a Sunday, it was a full golf course all day. People out enjoying this beautiful weather. So when you're ready to start playing some golf this year, think about Country Oaks right on Route 50 between Washington and Montgomery. Plan your outings. Get a hold of the staff there. Trey Miller does a fantastic job in running an outing, and he can help your non-for-profit or your business. Do those events. Five sets of tees. Beautiful zoysia tee boxes and fairways that are good any time of year. So come on out to Country Oaks, 812-486-3300 for your tea time, and we will see you at the Oaks. Hey, just wanted to say congratulations to our very, very good friend of the show, and uh, we're going to be doing a Lady Hatchet show coming up starting in the summer with some check-ins and then a weekly show um, as we go through basketball season next year with Gretchen Miles and her team. So we're looking forward to that. But congratulations, Gretchen Miles was named the 2021 Courier Impress Southwest Southwestern Indiana Coach of the Year. Um, just a fantastic award that she much deserves and uh, looking forward to continuing the relationship with her as we do the Lady Hatchetology 
shows. And also, along those same lines, congratulations to Kinsia Lavasur and Elena Thorne. They were named the uh, Courier and Press Southwest Indiana Girls First Team. Um, awesome student athletes. And if you haven't listened to the show that we did, had a bonus episode of Lady Hatchetology that we worked on last week and had the five captains in and coaches and super fans and had a real nice time. Um, so uh, we appreciate Casa Sevilla for supplying the tacos for that. And uh, it's, a, it's a real good listen if you haven't yet. Uh, before I wrap up today, just wanted to say that uh, I'm not sure where we're headed on this podcast. We've had a little bit of change in personnel. And uh, I appreciate the guys from Bar Reeve coming in uh, tonight and kind of bailing me out and, and uh, put together a show. And, and I can't thank my good friend Mike DeCourcy enough that he he uh, sort of booked this whole show for me. I think he kind of sensed I was I needed some help this week, and, and he rounded up uh, Coach uh, Coach Thompson and, and and the principal Jeff Doyle and, and the superintendent Dr. Madison and uh, got him in here and, and did a show. And so I can't thank my my good friend. Mike DeCourcy, voice of the Vikings, enough for putting that together. But um, I appreciate everybody that has listened to this show, and uh, we'll we'll see where we go forward. But um, rest assured that uh, when we go forward, we'll continue to bring bring you local sports, talking about uh, Davis and Martin County sports to the best of our ability. And and uh, we truly appreciate all the listeners out there. I've gotten lots of feedback on on the shows that we've had recently with the coaches of Sectional 63 and last week, which is by far the most downloaded show we, we've ever done. And uh, that got a lot of statewide coverage, both in press and uh, downloads and listens. So truly appreciate that. Very, very much appreciate our sponsors, Travis Brett and Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance, of course, uh, Casa Sevilla, Country Oaks, and uh, our newest sponsor, Red Bones Bar and Grill. Uh, very, very much appreciate that. So just stay tuned. Um, not sure what exactly the show is going to look like, but uh, we'll, we'll keep working on having some fun with uh, with local sports and, and highlighting. You know, we've got highlights on the golf teams and the baseball teams and the softball teams, track and field, all that coming up here as we go through the spring. And and don't forget, you know, we've still got a lot of Bar Reef basketball that we're going to be able to cover. So, uh, but again, thank you for uh, uh, Coach Thompson and and and. Mike DeCourcy, Jeff Doyle, and Travis for coming in and, and helping us out this week on uh, what was kind of a tough week. But that's going to take us to wrap it up for this week on the Birdies Bourbon and Basketball Podcast. Truly appreciate you listening, and maybe we'll see you out at Country Oaks where we have our studios and get out there and play some golf. It's nice, nice weather. I'm sure your game is primed to go. I'm Brian Emmons. I appreciate you listening.